Hey everyone, welcome to Secure AF, the podcast about all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Today I am joined with co-host Donovan Farrow. Welcome back to the championship. As well as our special guest, Todd Waddle. Hi, Teddy. Good to be here. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Todd, before we kind of get into the subject, which I know we are going to talk about social engineering and kind of the culture and honor, but before we get into that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I get to serve here as a technical writer for Alias, so I write reports. But the other thing that I've gotten into is especially doing some of our social engineering, our phishing, um, helping to figure out how do we hack the human and either that can be electronically or going with the guys on some of the physical engagements to try to actually break into places. Awesome. So the topic of the episode today is social engineering with the culture of honor. Can you tell me a little bit about what that even is to begin with? Sure. So the culture of honor, um, the way that works in the United States is actually immigration from Scotland. So if you think about um, some of the areas of Scotland where there was a law, there was a land, all you had was your sheep or your goats or whatever. So the only thing you had uh, really to defend was your reputation and your manhood. And so the way that people knew not to mess with you is if you were known as a guy to not mess with. As those immigrants came into the United States and they spread through the South and West, they brought that culture with them. And so the culture of man or the culture of honor is very particularly um, based around reputation and a reputation for strength, and the way that you then defend that reputation, and the way that that then uh, dictates the way that you interact with others in society. Okay, and you touched a little bit on it, but social engineering can be you know physical, face to face. It can be fishing. It can be vishing. So how do those two? go together. So the culture of honor mainly works out in physical engagements where, um, or vishing as well a little bit because it's sort of interpersonal, but especially physical where you're directly interacting with someone else, you're trying to get past them, you're trying to essentially put one over on them. Um, and so all of those are ways that could be an affront to reputation, either a direct affront in the sense of, if I'm coming in kind of aggressively trying to get to the bank, well, it's your reputation if you don't stop me. Or if I'm trying to put one over on you, well, that's a reputation. I don't want to be known as a guy that like can be taken advantage of. So again, that might be something where, hey, you're coming after my reputation. So I need to do something to prove that you don't pull that kind of stuff with me. So what do you do? <laughs> I mean, how do you prove that? Um, so what's really interesting in Culture of Honor is it's, it's all about um, violence and violence avoidance. And so in a culture of honor, um, the way that I, the primary way that I prove my manhood is uh, potentially by a violent act. Mm -hmm. So if you come after my reputation, the way that I sort of prove that you shouldn't do that is I might get physical with you. Now, the flip side of that is you don't want to have a culture where everybody's wandering around beating each other up. So there are also structures in place so that we can try to mitigate that and keep that from escalating. And one of the ways that works in the South is politeness. So if we stay polite, then we're not going to escalate into violence. If we start to break those codes of politeness, now we're in a potentially dangerous situation. And so a lot of the, the tense interactions, especially between men, are how do we navigate this in a way to not escalate? Because in a culture of honor, it's also not enough that a responding kind, I need to one-up you. So if you threaten my reputation by, say, trying to get past me. Well, I might need to prove that you can't do that, 
by getting a little bit physical. You get physical with me, well, I better go one up on you. And so a lot of the interactions are how do we navigate that without having it escalate? Because once it escalates, because we have to one up each other, eventually something really bad is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if it's founded on violence, then yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. I thought people were, were, I didn't know it was polite. I thought you were going to say because everyone carries a gun, but that's fine. But, you know, it's choosing <laughs> well, violence right. or politeness, right? Right, right. right. So <laughs> you, you, you better stay nice to me because otherwise you can throw down. <laughs> nice. That's great. So then you mentioned a bit like you start out with that politeness mm-hmm. and then that's kind of how you kind of show that before that escalation. So what does that politeness look like then? Um, So I think one of my favorite examples is one of our engineers talked about how um, he was going into a bank and the flag, what he was supposed to do is actually get thrown out of the bank. Like his goal, what they wanted is they wanted to test their security to see, will they actually physically throw someone out of the lobby? So he goes in and instead of being aggressive, like, hey, I'm going to come in here, he stays very, very polite and he just goes around and starts plugging a USB drive and open ports. Now, eventually, this catches the attention of the IT guy, and he comes over and says, you got to stop that. He says, you're right, I should, and just keeps doing it. Eventually, the security guard comes over and says, you have got to stop that, and he just looks very polite. The guy says, you're right, like, if this were my bank, I wouldn't let anybody do this, and just... <laughs> so, two things are going on. One, he is not escalating, which means the security guard would have to be the first one, like, to be the physical... He- that never looks good, right? You right. think about the phrase, never start a fight, always finish one, mm-hmm. right? The other thing is this this engineer was not particularly big. So again, think of the phrase, always pick on someone. Your own size. So the security guard is in a situation, I've got someone who's being very polite, who's smaller than me. So everybody in this lobby is going to me- see me suddenly grab this small guy and throw him out of the bank. My reputation doesn't look good. Because I just look like a bully at that point. Right. And how would you explain that to your employer, I would think, you know? Right. I, I just, because everybody looks around and they're like, I don't know, the guy wasn't doing anything. And all of a sudden, like, this guy just threw him out of the bank. That doesn't look good. No matter what he was doing, it just doesn't, right? It doesn't look good. So it's a reputation issue. Oh, what a tough guy. You picked him up and threw him out of the bank. That is quite complicated. I can't even imagine. Be like, no, you're right. This, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, if my bank, I'd want to, I want to have those policies too. Thank you. And they're just like, I think you just keep doing what? it. <laughs> so leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we should do that soon. I'm almost finished. I'll be out of your hair in just one moment. And they're just like, what are you talking about? I, that, I just, I wish I could have, I wish I could hear. I would love to see that guy, like how he approached, what his mindset was on that engagement. Uh, I'd like to pick his brain. That was, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I would do in that kind of a situation. Like, I think I would just be like, this is so out of the ordinary. Like, it's not exactly a situation that I, if I was a security guard, would expect someone just to politely be like, yeah, no, no, you're, you're so right. You're so right. Just give me five more minutes. Just, I, I, <laughs> I, yes, I, I just, it's just the money I'm putting in the bag. I'm just trying to get out of your hair. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be doing this calm and slow and it doesn't escalate the situation. I think that, um, I kind of happened to that. I was, I, I gave a speech at the University of Dallas last night and I'll probably tell the story the same way here, but I really wanted to get them so engaged. And then I was like, and I was like really talking really fast and getting them all. And I was like, and I was like, and then guess what? I was like, do you guys feel that? And they were like, I was like, do you guys feel that anxiety? They're like, that's where I want you to be. Because for social engineering, and again, adding a piece to it is it's the emotional change and making stuff weird for people. 
is the best way to make him do stuff they're not supposed to do. And just like that situation, being kind and polite is very strange for someone clearly doing something probably illegal. Um, it just the the mindset is 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 the trick. And I don't think I don't think anyone really talks about that. So so I'll let you carry on. But that was I, I like how you already started approaching it. It's it's a different view that everyone talks about the physical stuff, but they don't talk about the actual mentalness, how you change people's brains in a situation and how you can kind of get them to go along with it or they just stand and watch you. <laughs> yeah, I think and that's part of just thinking about um even you know politeness is so powerful i went on an engagement and i took a camera into the lobby of a bank and i just started taking pictures well one if you have a camera and you're taking pictures everybody assumes you're supposed to be there and two when they approach you you just stay very polite oh i'm with so and so i'm just here taking pictures we're doing a review of the interior of your bank okay i'm not being aggressive if they you know ask what i'm doing i just keep it very low key um and so in that way there's not that threat of escalation. But also it depends upon, you know, how big of a guy are you in this case, right? So we have some other engineers who are physically larger. They can be more aggressive because the potential for violence is greater and they just have a bigger physical presence. So the potential cost of getting it wrong. So if you think about that security guard, if he got it wrong with this one engineer, his reputation's in threat, but physically he's not. Okay, you go after somebody who's bigger than you are. Well, one, your reputation might be good because, like, I took that guy down. Right. But what if you don't? <laughs> right. Like, what if you fail? Risk analysis. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that can play a big role in just um, how they interact. And then if you're on the other side, just being aware of how that impacts you. So, you know, for that security guard, if he knows politeness is this way that we kind of avoid things and i'm thinking more about my reputation than i am about my job that can help to sort of reframe that situation of it doesn't really matter what this guy's doing he's got to stop that he can't do that but that's really hard in that situation because you're going it's what you feel i feel this danger i don't know what to do yeah and I mean, you know, I would think if you're in like an uncomfortable situation, you're a security guard, someone's being super polite, who's in your space. What do you do? Right. Like this is you're like, this wasn't in my training. I'm not sure what to do. I know how to handle like aggressive situations, but I don't know how to handle someone who's just being super peaceful and almost fairly compliant with it, but just not still needs to be out. <laughs> but but being super compliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there wasn't there wasn't a class on how to deal with super polite people in the workspace that are right. probably committing crime, I think. <laughs> it's a good concept. Yeah. How do you escalate that? You call your boss. You're like, I have a really polite person here in the lobby. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. And it kind of makes me think of, you know, the social engineering of politeness. How many, how many times have I held the door open for somebody? And I'm like, no, 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 come on in, come on in. Or, you know, vice versa, folks have held the door open for me and they're just like, yeah, no, come on, hurry up. <laughs> and they were just being polite, but. Yeah, and I think one thing, um, an example of that, of that too, is in that same engagement, I was in a slightly different situation, same same goal, get in, get some pictures. And it was honestly my first day ever doing a social engagement. So I was kind of nervous. But what the other guy said is they said, play up on that. Because we also have this cultural value of helping people who are nervous or who seem like they don't know what to do, right? Because again, think about your reputation. This guy's really nervous. I'm going to throw him out. This guy's really nervous. I'm not going to help him. 
So she's like, oh man, you know, this is my first day on the job. I think I went to the wrong location. I don't know what, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, my boss is going to be really mad at me. And so um, in that case, I was actually interacting um, with two women and they, they just went over the top to, okay, we totally get it. Can I get you a water? I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But just, just that sense of, because um, there's also this sense of, I want to protect your reputation. So not only do I want to protect mine, but I, I don't really want to cause offense to you. And I want to try to protect your reputation too. Uh, partly that's the politeness. And partly, again, that can be the conflict avoidance of, man, if your reputation, you already seem keyed up. If I further cause discomfort, now you might do something to try to protect your reputation. So let's, let's all play nice. Let's make sure everything sort of stays cool here. Mm-hmm. And it is the best. I like to add in the, you just, can I just, I always call it the sweaty palm syndrome, by the way. <laughs> if he doesn't wear that, I just key that up. Hashtag sweaty palms. Guaranteed. You go on the site, especially your first time, and it doesn't really like dial down for the nervousness part, but I, I like, you know, kind of lean into that. And by the way, if you ask someone for a glass of water, like 95% of the time, they'll go get you a glass of water. And then you can reach, and then you can see what their monitors, you can take a picture of their CCTV cameras, but... Especially if you come in hot or even come in sweaty, which we we we've, <laughs> we had one in the summertime. We made sure that we ran outside and got really sweaty and said, hey, it was for a financial institution. I got this loan coming up. Man, oh my gosh, it was so hot. <laughs> you got some water? And they were like, yes, we have some bottle of water in the back. And I was like, no, you know, I, I, I like faucet water. And they're just like, and I was like, do you guys have a kitchen? They're like, yeah, I guess it's over here, which they allowed me to go behind the barrier because i'm sitting there just i'm sweating my heart but it was all by design and they didn't really want to touch anything around me if that makes sense uh-huh. <laughs> it, it worked it worked pretty well <laughs> and so they actually let you back into the kitchen they did because i was a big sweaty guy and needed a faucet water <laughs> <laughs> it was good it was good sweaty palms they just, just got to take advantage of it sometimes <laughs> no that's fantastic um so it's interesting to think that politeness can have such a big impact on just influencing and social engineering. Um, you know, what are some other ways that the culture of honor can kind of directly impact that? I think one of the big ways is being being aware. So if you're the social engineer, being aware of what's happening on the other side, that you know how to use that, but you're also very aware of how the other person is perceiving that. And we had an engagement where we actually, I was the second person. One person had managed to get in the facility the night before. And so they're already like, hey, we've sort of gotten them. I don't get in the building, but I get really, really close. And so their IT director, who was really upset about the night before because, hey, you got past our guys, catches me and is walking me out. And on my way out, which it was maybe a two-minute walk, um, he referenced at least two or three times that he could have called the cops. Right. So sort of let me know uh, I could have gotten you. Mm-hmm. And then probably referenced three or four times as well that um, they had armed security guards. And he made sure to emphasize armed to let me know that, yeah, I got him or we got him or whatever. Right. We'd, we'd affronted his reputation. Just so you know, this could have gotten violent and I would have won. <laughs> and so, one, knowing that that's, that's his response, but also knowing that's a part of this dynamic is knowing how far in you can push, but also watching for that warning sign of when is, when is the other person going to decide it's time to take it to the next step and backing off or 
um, making sure that they they were, hey, actually, I'm here because you paid us to be here. Your boss paid us. Yeah, that that's pretty wild. I, I would out of all of them, I think that might have been the only time. Well, set set for someone get pulled over by the police, but that's been probably the only time we've ever been threatened like that. Um, and again, we we again we, we as I'm taking to the crowd here. We only do stuff we get paid for, for the record. We don't just randomly <laughs> drop in for lols just to have a good time and see if we can social engineer somebody. That That's not my jam. We got bills to pay. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it, it is it's strange. It's a good point to kind of level that out. And and I'd like to know, because it's kind of new to me. I don't get all the stories. So, so um, you guys were, was he notified that we were in the day before or how, how did he get tipped off? So he was the IT director, um, We'd gotten in the night before, and so he hadn't been there, but he, his, uh, his direct report had been there, had actually finally figured out where our engineer was, because our engineer kind of went, I think, in and off cameras, and, like, they were kind of trying to figure out where he was, and they finally found him, <laughs> and, like, no. in, that, in that case, the, I'm just going to keep doing this didn't work. It was, okay, you're going to stop, so he gets escorted out. So they were already sort of aware, and I think this guy was thinking they might try to hit us again. So he was a little bit keyed up. Right, right. But that meant that when he caught me, he's in his mind, he's already like, you got us once before and you just about got us because I was three feet from getting in the building. And so Man. he wanted to make really sure that I knew that that was not acceptable and then it could have gone bad. And for the record, we had a contract to do this. Just throwing it out there for the fifth time. Um, I, I'm, I, I love these. I, the only thing is I'm super disappointed. No one ever likes to steal a car, which I'm super sad about. Was this the same place? There's another one, maybe the same places. We got to the garage door and there was a box full of keys for all the trucks. Or was that a different place? Sorry. Uh, th- that was when we had to get through the garage, went underneath the fence and just walked in the garage and took a picture inside of the truck. And he was like, yeah, don't take the truck. I don't know if it was that one. That was pretty good too. I know on that one, one of our guys did get into the fence, did get in the garage, and there was a box, box of keys. I don't know if that's the one where he took a picture inside of the inside of the uh, the the truck, but it was the same thing, right? Yeah. He got in, he wandered the place. We have, you know, pictures of all the places he went. So again, it's not just that this was reputation. We now have, visit, you know, we have picture evidence of where we got yeah. and, and how bad it was. And so again, that's like one more layer of. Yeah, my reputation feels like it's on the line. Even though they hired us, even though this is what we were supposed to do, even yeah. though this is for your good, like, hey, we just showed you how we can get in. Yeah. That's still really hard to take. Yeah, and 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 yeah, to that, uh, everyone always asks this question, and no one gets fired. This is That's not what this is about. It's like us doing a pen test and the IT guy getting fired. That doesn't make any sense. It's testing security things that are already in place to ensure that, that it's working correctly and if there is any deficiencies, it just keeps it's uh, it keeps it sharper. So it's actually people look at it as like we're going to get you. And that's I think some IT people kind of come off that way, and it makes them nervous for their job. But it actually makes them it actually makes their job more visible to upper management, and actually their budget grows because they need more help, and that's usually what ends up from those engagements. Well, that was what was really great about this guy is even though we had that response, he also then said, hey, can you point some of these things out that we hadn't seen? Because he really saw this as, hey, this is a chance to improve. So even though he had that immediate sort of gut reaction, he was able to come back around and say, hey, you didn't notice this, but please note this in the report because this also is a vulnerability. I really want to see us improve. I want to see us get better. And so that was encouraging to hear. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, uh, someone coming in just... <laughs> snuck in your, your house for a while and ate your ate your cake in the fridge not all of it just a piece that way 
not super suspicious. Um, that's that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, no, that is neat. I mean, because it's fundamentally, it's about helping make sure that people are more secure. But it's fascinating to think about like what I would have done if I knew somebody was in our office just hanging out, evading cameras. Um, you know, it definitely would be spooky for a second. But yeah, no, it's it's cool. Um, it's the politeness and then the consideration of just like knowing when to stop. Um, one thing I do want to ask about, though, and I've always kind of heard stories from when I went to DEF CON, especially like social engineering, the village. Women. Can't they, you know, they have a certain aspect. You've talked a lot about like men, social engineering men. But when you bring kind of women into the case, I assume security guards are probably going to be considerably less violent or less aggressive towards women than they would a man. Right. Because that's, again, that's part of the script. Right. So you think culture of honor, think about chivalry. The code of chivalry serves sort of the same purpose, right, of protecting reputation, but also um, protecting weak, protecting women. And so that works on both sides that, that the script, and again, this is just generally true. Of course, there are exceptions. But, of course. But generally, if, um, if I go, into, go into the bank and the first person I encounter is a woman, that dynamic is different because the, the script might be to be more deferential, right, um, on her part. And there's also the potential of, right, there's, there's always that risk of escalation, right? So probably more deferential, probably a little bit more nervous than maybe a guy would be, again, not universally, but possibly. Um, but yeah, then on the other side, if you're trying to get in, okay, think about that poor security guard. Imagine that it had been a woman calmly plugging something into a port over and over and over again. Really, you're going to look like a man throwing a woman out of the bank? That's going to look really good on you. And so that, that again, is one of those dynamics of probably going to be more deferential towards the woman, probably going to be more willing to help, probably going to be less suspicious of you trying to put one over on me. Whereas I might be more reactive to a guy if I'm the security guard of, no, you, you really shouldn't be here. Oh, well, I, I really want to help you because let's say you look nervous. Okay, she's coming in. She's looking nervous. I don't think he's probably going to put one over on me. It's not a physical threat. So I'm probably going to be um, in a much different place interacting with you. Yeah, helpful. That yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. It just always say it's like, holding a door for somebody yeah, absolutely a cast works phenomenal by the way just an arm thing everyone wants to help so yeah so 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 the ladies they they win they win almost all the time i'm, I'm i can, i don't think of a time we've ever been stopped on that one um yeah ace in the hole absolutely uh because that's sort of that helpful thing and i'll go back to kind of what um todd was saying is that yeah i can't even imagine like you know if uh you know the the, the ladies come to be a social engineer and the man is well yelling, right? And it goes back to uh, their uh, what you call it, like, uh, like their who they are, right? Who they are. Mm -hmm. they, they would be losing some of that respect because they were being disrespectful to a lady. I can see that. Yeah, that's that. That makes sense. I like thinking. I never thought about it from that perspective, but yeah, it totally because everyone's watching you, and you are your reputation is who you are, and if you don't, I'll use your term, run with the script. It's going to look bad on you because you can't do violence because that would be really where you know, you're probably going to jail for sure. But secondly, um, if you treat uh, a lay like that, especially in public, like you're I mean, that, that, that makes that makes more sense. Huh. 
Nice. I was talking to someone and they told me a story that I found really interesting, which was they, I can't remember if they knew someone or they'd heard the story from someone that they knew. Um, a woman who got into social engineering and what she'd do is she, she ordered one of the, one of those like pregnancy bellies mm. and then would put all of her tools inside. <laughs> because genius. <laughs> nobody's, <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna, like one, think about the level of respect. Like I'm definitely holding the door open for that person. Yeah. If they say they need to go to the bathroom, please go. Right. I'm yes. not going to watch. I'm yeah. not going to like track. Yeah. And then she'd get in and have all of her tools and go to the server room and open it up. And, <laughs> I mean, how, we're just going to search, search her. So. Right. Yeah. That, that seems pretty brilliant to me. Wow. Mm. Well, and like I imagine if you even just had a stroller with you. Right. Like you mentioned the door opening. I mean, if every time I've seen someone with a stroller, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let me hold think, this door for you. Yeah. I think you're just giving me a good, good idea. I'm thinking of a, of a, a baby carrier. It's over. Yeah. Like, please hold the door, please. And then just, you put, that was just not a baby, but you put your baby in the door. So make sure it doesn't shut on the baby and everyone's going to just let you in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like who you're here to see. He's here to see his mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm dropping them off. <laughs> or you could just leave it, just leave it in the middle of the hallway and then just go pick a lockdown. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. So these are, t- these, these, are, these are not for sale real ideas. <laughs> these are just ideas. <laughs> Use them at your own risk. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. My goodness. That would be interesting because I've heard stories from some of the team where it's like, you know, they did food delivery and stuff like that where they were able to just kind of walk right on through. But it's interesting to think about it based around the concept of the culture of honor. Yeah. And kind of a story by that, um, we didn't, it wasn't on purpose. We didn't make a mistake. It just kind of got out of hand. We talk about emotions. Um, I think a lot of us engineers are really good at it. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I'm, I'm mostly robot, so I don't get swayed by emotions. Usually I'm like, I just don't understand why you're talking to me like that. Did I say something? Because I don't know. Anyway, but. So we had we had had someone do a, a DoorDash like uh, drop off for some food at a at the place we were doing the physical on, and uh, it happened just magically. It was it was totally by accident. Okay, so allegedly, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I was told. That when we uh, brought in because we were the dash or whatever, we went in this lady's office and set down food at her desk, which it was, it was some tacos. By the way, it was delicious. We 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 took bites of it. By the way, and put it back in the bag because just just hilarious, right? Because she didn't order it. Like, mm-hmm. we just dropped it off. It was supposed to be like a mistake order. Well, it, the problem was she wasn't even there. And we're like, oh, man, crap. Like, okay. They're like, yeah, her office is over there. We're like, okay. It's like, she is she here? They're like, no, she's not here. And we're like, because this was like the CFO. So we're trying to get all this. Mm-hmm. In. Anyway, so we put the lunch there and we, we put a soda there. And then uh, we get asked to leave. And then uh, we had another person come in the facility and the security guard was kind of getting heightened and there was a few kind of loud voices down the hallway. So what had happened behind the scenes, and it's just amazing how you can impact people's lives just by inserting yourself, like, you know, plugging stuff in the wall. Um, and she thought, or uh, so she wasn't in, in, uh, in, at work that day. Her coworkers called her and said, hey, there's like food on your desk. What, what is this? And then she immediately went to a place of, Oh my gosh, it's my ex-husband trying to harass me. And he's clearly out to get me. He's given me a sign. He knows where my office is. <laughs> so, oh so the whole facility is like starting to lose it. And the security guard's like, hey, we're going to be buckling down for all this. And we didn't notice the whole time. 
The reason why we were able to walk past security like two times is because they weren't looking for us. They were looking for the ex <laughs> the whole time. And again, it was totally unintentional, but it was amazing to see the whole facility almost go into panic mode. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know anything about that. We don't, we didn't even have, we don't care. I mean, you know, whatever, everyone's safe, but like it was insane. And we were able just to just blind the uh, security guard. I wish it was by design, but it wasn't. Um, and all those emotions caused people to do stuff they wouldn't normally do. Like the guard, that guy, that guy was hard stop. You're not getting anywhere. He, he would, he would dead stuff you every time. And, uh, once that happened, he wasn't looking for anyone else, but one person and he was blinded to other threats. That is so interesting. I don't know if you heard that story. I don't think I did. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy to think that like you just had that kind of like a lucky scenario. Yeah. Where like it kind of worked. You were able to get back there, I assume, with the food and then it just compounded on top of it. Yeah. And uh, another, what's always funny, I I don't know if it's just like a, a... Sometimes we, we get it kind of more than often. They're like, man, you guys are lucky we were doing this that day. I'm like, man, we didn't like pick the day. We just showed up. We had a we had five days and we just chose said day and did said day. We had a big, uh, big uh, financial bankruptcy rotation, something, something. And um, and we were just were able to, I told the, the team, I was like, hey, go upstairs. See if you can open the door. Like, oh, man, they're locked. I was like, are they locked? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, did you try to open the door? They're like, no. <laughs> so they went back upstairs and even though, so the, so just so you guys know, if there's a little red light on the, the badge thing, that means it's locked. Absolutely not. I'm joking. Just try to open the door. That has nothing to do with locking mechanism. It is the release. doesn't mean it's not unlocked. And they were quote doing, you're lucky we were doing, you know, working on that this weekend. You guys just got lucky. I was like, maybe, but again, you, you I mean, you said do it this month and we just picked the magical day, I guess. So it's interesting. Um, just always, anyway, doing different approaches and see how people react. They were a little emotional about that. And I say, cause they were mad. But once they realized they should have a plan B for that, they came back to the table and they're like, you know what? That's, that's a good point. Cause that could have been, it's, that could have been physical harm for employees. And even though it's social engineering, like a evil hacker guys coming in, we also try to lean into the, um, physical protection of employees. So we've talked a lot about social engineering in like the physical sense, like trying to get access to a building physically. Let's talk a little bit about like more of the fishing side of things. Does the culture of honor still apply when you're trying to fish folks and kind of get their creds and get access to whatever account you're trying to get access to? Great question. I haven't thought as much about that, but thinking back on some of the engagements, I think part of it is um, thinking about designing allure and who's going to fall for it. So what's being offered? What's uh, what's the potential harm? What's the potential threat? I think part of the reason it's different is there's not, it, there's just a distance there. So um, for example, an aggressive email isn't going to get you anywhere, right? Partly because, well, that's just being a jerk. But that's also, right, that's being a, that actually is a threat to my reputation. You were a jerk to me. So um, in that sense, one of the things that might happen is I might respond more forcefully in email than I would in person because you're not going to get violent with me because you're somewhere far away. And so I haven't had this experience, but one of our, one of our engineers was telling me that he's had the experience when he's done vishing. That if you get a guy and he figures out you're not who you say you are, he's just going to hang up. If you get a woman and she figures out that you're not who you say you are, he said, I have been 
dressed down so badly that like I wanted to cry. No way. Because, right, this is a, to both it's an affront to my reputation, but if I'm a guy, I'm just like, you're being a jerk. I'm going to prove that you're a jerk by hanging up on you. You're a woman. There's no threat to violence. So now I can really let you know, like, I'm going to show you that you came after my reputation by going after you and going after your character, because how dare you do that? And so I think that does create some different dynamics in terms of, um, with vishing, especially, it's still personal, but it's distant. And so some of those dynamics can work themselves out differently. I think fishing is removed enough that um, some of those dynamics just aren't at play because there's not that there's not that immediate rea- interaction. There's not even a even a voice. So there's not a vocal interaction. So I can email you back really angrily, but does that do a lot? It does explain a lot why you get really vicious emails and vicious interactions, even on like social media, because it it feels safe. I can be really mean to you on social media. I would never do that to your face. Why? Because the whole code is different, right? I might be really mean to somebody who's way bigger than me on social media. I would never do that face to face. Why? On social media, eh, they might be mean back. In person, they're probably not going to take that so well. Yeah, one of my favorite like uh, meme pictures from the internet, this guy was talking to someone at the UFC. He's like, man, you suck, dude. You're like the worst fighter I've ever seen, man. You are absolute trash. And the dude goes, the AUFC replied back, here's, he said, I want you to come to this gym this time and come say that S to my face. And he said, absolutely not. He said, why not, punk? He's like, because you'll beat me up. <laughs> so he was like, he, he was just like, fair. And he was like, fair. And that was it. It was the end of that. That was the exchange. That was the exchange. It was, it was a great exchange. So, yeah the internet yeah no and i mean it makes sense because like phishing super it's just email right vishing it's at least a phone call so it's human interaction but i'm talking to you you're talking to me in a sense that like there's still you know distance between us we can't verbally reach out and fist fight you um but you can still chew people out yeah and i would even say just speaking of phishing on that note specifically is one of the, you know, you talk about the lure um, that was been, has been really successful for me um, is um, curiosity. I feel like that's always a big one. Um, one of my big killer ones is the best is um, I will fake an email, spoof an email from uh, the CEO or the, and the CFO or something C-level. And then I would always title it like December, whatever, 2022 bonuses and salary raises right and then i attached an excel spreadsheet with some type of lure in it and i just bcc everyone on the in the whole company and so they're like i probably shouldn't read that but this is my inbox so and i think that was like 89 percent. and i think the other people they just weren't there but it was great it's <laughs> fantastic so the curiosity is is a is a really really good one yeah, and we, I think I actually saw the stats on that one because I was looking back through some of our engagements. And yeah, it was, uh, it was the new salary schedule. So it was going to, it was going to impact everyone. It was everybody in the company. Here's what your scal- salary is going to be. Here's what everyone else's salary is going to be, which of course you would not send out. Yeah. But man, the number of people who are like, I've got to know where I am and where everyone else is. The it drama. was, yeah. And, and speaking of, um, I don't know, choosing violence, uh, because this will and company almost decided to choose violence over the fishing one we did for, I mean, it was great. They had a really, they were a really successful company. I think they had it down to like, man, it was like, I want to say eight to 12%. And they were, they were monsters. Like, so, so proud of this company. So I was like, man, I just, 
I'm just getting really good. I, I got to be pretty creative. And I was like, ooh, ooh, I got this one. Okay. No one really cares about protecting protecting the company. I don't care what you think. It doesn't matter. We talked about it on a few other podcasts about make it the individual and make it about them, right? So what I did, uh, we sent an email, an email that was uh, basically, it was called Vacation Days. We, 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 we made a public announcement that we were going to be taking away up to up to 10 days of vacation off of next year's rotation of salary. And it was like, if your name's listed, your you will be taken. Your days will be taken off. For, so expect ten days docked from your salary next year for vacation. Oh man, everyone clicked that. Oh my God. Everyone they they were upset. <laughs> they, <Yeah. laughs> they they decided uh, the the we got a call probably. I'm gonna say like maybe two hours later. The IT manager, he was almost in tears, laughing so hard. He's like, we have to stop that because we had because we did we didn't do it all at the same time. So we had it like you know rolling. You can't. We don't want to like be look super suspicious just ddos and everybody with it because it's not an internal email it's an external right and uh we we had he made us stop the rolling engagement because people were blown hr and like was getting so angry and hr's like what are you talking about like i got this email from you guys this came because it came from hr mm-hmm. oh man it was it was awesome so oh they, they yeah we caused chaos that makes sense but, but yeah so going back to that um getting people emotional and have them do things they wouldn't typically do. Like, I don't know, take take away someone's vacation. You'll see. <laughs> You'll get a real side of somebody. We had one that we did. Uh, it was benefits enrollment was coming out, and it was going to be a major change. And what was fun was not just seeing the number, but seeing, um, in that case, they had to go and enter their Microsoft credentials or something. And one guy had tried to enter them 19 times. So not only he clicked on the link, he had kept clicking on it like, I am so desperate. So I'm like, I don't know how many different possible credentials you gave. But it was a lot. Nice. He was like, okay, this must be the wrong password. Let me try this other password and then this other password. And, huh, maybe about this other one, right? I bet it was like Larry 1, then Larry 2, then Larry 3. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm just just guessing. Exclamation point. Exclamation. 21. 2021. Uh, What year was he born? When did he graduate? You know, stuff like that. (laughs) That's great. No, this has been fantastic. Um. Was there anything else about this topic and social engineering and culture of honor and kind of the how the two relate that we didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about today? I would just say the the one thing, so we sort of talked from the attacker side, from the defender side is one, make your people aware of this. Like you're, you know, the the emotional discomfort. You're going to feel uncomfortable. But your your job is to keep people from getting in. So when you see, you know, the the person with the baby carrier. If they're not supposed to, you are go- just prepare them that you're going to feel that discomfort and own that and say, but here's the thing that doesn't keep you from doing your job. Your job is to, because part of it is if you can help them realize it's not just their reputation, it's the reputation of the company, then they can still see that as, hey, my reputation in this case is the company's reputation and we can't let, let people in. That actually hurts our reputation to allow people to wander the office. And so I think the more that you can train people um, and familiarize them with you know, a lot of the awareness training is you're looking for the suspicious person. Okay, great. Yes, please. You need to do that. Teach them to look for the person who doesn't look suspicious and still say, you have to stop that person. And it is just going to feel weird. I mean, I would feel weird if somebody with a baby carrier was waiting outside of our offices and I had to say, <laughs> no, you can't go in, especially if they're like, I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, that's going to feel really bad for me, but saying, okay, you you still can't come in and just own that and, and help train them to be aware of that. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and I would like to even add to that is we had a lot of companies that said, I just feel weird about doing that. And I don't know. I was like, I was like, there's, I said, that's totally normal. I said, you need to just kill them with kindness and say, Hey, that sounds great. I understand. Hey, I'm going to escort you back to the front in the lobby. Uh, please have a seat. I will, I can get you some water or something. Just stay right here and I'll get, have someone help you. You can compl- politely escort somebody. Even that can be weird, but it's better than be like, what are you doing here? What's your name? Be like, Hey, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Donovan. Um, we're not supposed to have people wandering the halls. I'm so sorry. Um, can you, can I escort you back to the front? Cause that's, that's different. And again, it's that, that making the, you know, the violent aspects and really dial it down and from a defender side, using the same techniques that we use. And it really uh, kind of isolates the situation. We've had a few people give us the polite walk back um, a few times. So, but again, it's good because they were doing the policy and they said, I don't know. I just, I was like, why, why did you, why'd you stop me? Like I was, did I do something? Was my eye twitching too much that day? Cause you know, we get nervous, <laughs> but she was like, no, you just didn't fit in for some reason. Like you just, I just knew you weren't supposed to be here. I was like, cool, good. You exactly. Because you can tell when someone's not supposed to be there, even if they're just look totally normal there's something different and go with your gut and those are probably the people that shouldn't be there and just politely just escort them back to the front politeness with politeness that's right Mm -hmm. no i think that's awesome and i think too you know i i'm sure it's uncomfortable to be in those situations as kind of like that defender side where you do have to be super polite and keep an eye out and i'm sure it's also critical for like management to let you know that hey we have your back you know this is your responsibility. This is all of our responsibilities. We're trying to keep this a safe, secure environment. You know, if you see something that might be a little bit off, you know, maybe someone's super polite, but they just don't quite fit in. Yep. You have the capabilities to stop them and be like, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you were allowed to be back here. For sure. Awesome. Well, that's all I had. I think it's been a fantastic episode. Todd, thank you so much for joining us. Donovan, thanks for co-hosting. Thank you. Appreciate it, Teddy. All right. Like our show? Listen to full episodes on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else where you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in watching the video, you can find that on our YouTube or on secureafpodcast.com. Podcast.com.